I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Please subscribe, like, and review. It doesn't cost you anything. It really helps out the pod. Today, my special guest is Stephen Johnson from Let's Talk Washington, half of the Let's Talk Washington podcast. And I appreciate you on, Steve. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on, man. It's It was unfortunate that my co-host couldn't make it on, but, uh, you know, we're still working out schedules and stuff like that. But uh, we're, we're getting ready to hit the ground running tomorrow uh, after, uh, evening, so. Very excited about that. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's start off the show with a little trivia. I've got some easy ones. I've got some hard ones. Let's get to know the players. Do you know where Trust Way went to college? Oklahoma, I believe. Yeah, very nice one. Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Bobby McCain. I want to say the U, but I don't think that's right. Hmm. Or maybe he just came from Miami. Hmm. I don't know. Memphis. Ah. Okay. I was surprised by that one too when I when I looked it up. I I do think you're right. I think he's from um, Miami in that area. Right. Uh, you think Bobby McCain's gonna make the team? I think there's a good chance. I know I don't think they brought him in for no reason. Uh, but I think that once I saw some of these other safeties making a name for themselves, the, you know the low key ones. Uh, he's, he, they're going to give him a run for his money, but I, I think he will. We'll get to that later, but it'll be even more interesting for Bobby if it uh, continues the way it has been and they keep Fuller in that full-time nickel role. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's see, Curtis Samuel. You know where Curtis Samuel went to school? Oh, you know what's crazy? I know I just saw it somewhere, and I mm, – oh, no, Ohio State. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that. I was like, hold on. <laughs> uh, Montez Sweat. Uh, that would be uh, Ole Miss. Mississippi State. Oh, I knew he was in Mississippi. Oh. <laughs> you, you, were, you were in the right uh, area, Uh Jonathan Smith-Williams. NC State. He's going to have a big year this year, I think. Oh, uh, 100%. And let's wrap uh, with Kyle Allen. Houston, I believe. You get bonus points if you can name both of them. Oh, yeah, because it did transfer. Mm. I know he went to – I'm almost positive he went to Houston. But he transferred to Houston for his, I think, like senior or junior season. Where did he go before that? I want to say like Michigan. I don't, I don't know. He, he was one of the last that transferred under the old transfer portal rules where he had to sit. He was at Texas A&M. Ah, uh, okay, okay. When, when Kyler Murray was there, uh, that's what it was. Because I knew he, I knew he left. It was kind of like a, like a, a Dwayne. No, not Dwayne Haskins. It was Joe Burrow's situation where he like kept jumping and he couldn't find yeah. a starting spot. I think he ended up Houston with uh, Clings, Clinsbury, Clinsbury. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, <laughs> so look, let's get into it. a little actual football on the field. We could start easy with the quarterbacks. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick's job to lose. I think that is more than apparent. I think now what we're looking at is who the backup is. Uh, Kyle Allen, healthy, I guess, back on regular active duty for since Sunday. Uh, and 
the uh, the kid from uh, ODU has not looked great. What do you think of the uh, quarterback room? So I haven't seen Kyle Allen in a while. Um, I think that last year he, in my opinion, didn't have the the hardest of games, but not the easiest of games. Because, of course, the Giants defense were top ten. So that's not really a technically easy matchup. But I think the Giants in general, um, even though they have our number, are not the the, the best team. Um, I'm just not a big fan of Kyle Allen. I, I think I was on another – I think I was talking with Josh with the Burgundy Network podcast. Um, and I'm just not the biggest Josh Allen fan. Um, when he started for Carolina, he started off as one of, like, the hottest quarterbacks. But then as tape kept coming in and they kept, you know, knowing what was going on in his stuff, he – I think – I believe his stats – show that he was one of the worst starting quarterbacks, if not the bottom tier in the NFL by the end of the season. Um, and to me, that that doesn't, that doesn't look good. Now, of course, you got Heineke. He has pretty much no tape. He's never started except for when he came to us. Um, I think he started uh, what, like five games, maybe total. Um, but I think that – I don't know. I feel like, in my opinion, that Josh Allen is kind of like the Colt McCoy syndrome, the golden boy. I think Ron likes to keep him around. He's a good guy. He's younger. Um, but I just haven't – I don't know. To me, I just haven't seen that X factor. I like Heineke because, to me, enough uh, – people say it's a small sample size, but playoff. I mean, you literally almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Granted, they had no tape on you, and when, they, when he rolled out, I told people that I was like, one of the reasons why he did so well is because they prepped for Alex Smith. And I think Lamonte David went on a show and actually said that. And then he came in and they didn't know what to expect. Um, but no matter what, that's still a top 10 defense that he almost beat. But not wouldn't say by himself, but, you know, um, I just think that I like I like Heineke better, in my opinion. He hasn't really looked that well, but I think I think he'll beat him out, in my opinion. So you like Heineke more than Allen, but not Fitzpatrick, or you like Heineke best of them all? No, no, no. I like Fitzpatrick was my goat. Like when they, when we signed him, I actually, I, I was told, talking to one of my buddies and I was like, this isn't the best pickup by any means. Fitzpatrick is not a franchise quarterback. He's, you know, he has his up and downs, you know, he's very sporadic, but I think for what we want as an offense, I think this was the best chance for the money that we could afford. Cause we, I didn't think we were going to trade up in the draft. Um, and I think that we just been so used to dink and dunk with Kirk, with Alex and everything like that to spread the ball out with Terry, with, with, uh, with um, Curtis Samuel, with now Adam Humphreys, with Diami Brown. Now, I mean, granted, I didn't know that right then and there, but like to spread the ball, to chuck the ball downfield. I think that he has that factor where he can manage a game. He might throw a couple of picks, but he, you know, he can still get us down the field and give us what we've been like wanting in an offense. You know, it'll be interesting to see the cost to jump up for the field with the Bears right behind us and the fact that the Pat stayed Pat at 15. So you could have jumped them if Mac Jones is any good. We'll look back. Ron's been right a whole lot, and he's got, you know, some equity built up this last year. But Jamin Davis has got to be really, really good if either of those two quarterbacks panned out, because I think really the bears only gave up an extra first round pick and they jumped from behind us. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm not saying I don't like the Jamin Davis pick. I do, but you know, it'll be a knock on his, on uh, Rivera's resume. If either of those two quarterbacks pan out, even if Jamin Davis does. Oh, for sure. I think that Justin Fields, in my opinion, will be, my opinion, second best quarterback, if not one of the best. I think I think it goes. I don't think that Zach Wilson will be better than Justin uh, Justin Fields, in my opinion. Um, 
that's just me. I like Justin Fields a lot, but, but I think that people have to understand that Jamin Davis is raw. He's only started for one full year. I think that they look at his, uh, his credential, not necessarily his credentials, but his speed and his, 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 his he's raw again. Like if she, no. he, you just had to give he's, it time he's for traits. There's no deal for sure. And, and he's got him in space, but still, I mean, it's one of those yeah. interesting things, right? I mean, Chase Young can be defensive player of the year every other year, but, you know, the kid from Oregon turns out to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You're going to look back and say, you know, what, what could have been. It's, it's the interesting right. thing on how the NFL is now because sure. generally you got to have that quarterback. You're always looking for that franchise quarterback. Now, to Ron's credit, they have kind of pivoted. Right. And I want a good pivot. Everybody was going spend big draft quarterbacks. Ron said, no, thanks. We'll just put in Fitzpatrick for what's next to nothing as far as quarterback money. So I, I like all the moves. I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm a big Fitzpatrick fan. I think he's going to put up huge numbers. I think a lot of people have this idea, this notion that, that Ron and company are defensive-minded and they're going to run the ball to set up the pass, and anything on offense is great because the defense is so good. No, that, that's really not how teams are playing football anymore, like, at right. all. And I, I use the Bills as a reference because Ron has – they talked to McDermott up there, and he said, we would love to win football games 17-14. But right. go gray and old and, and fizzle out of the league. You, can't, you just can't play that way anymore. So right. I think people are going to be surprised that the that the name of the game is pass the ball to set up the run this year. Right. Tons of first down throws. I know people were begging for it last year. We didn't get a real good opportunity to see what Scott Turner could do. We played five quarterbacks last year. I mean, for sure. amazing to think about Dwayne Haskins was opening day starter just last year. It feels like a millennium ago, but that's right. where we were. Uh, let's move to the running back room, Steve. They let Lamar Miller go, which uh, no big shock. I, I was surprised. I mean, they picked him up at the end of the year last year just for some depth uh, after Gibson went down with the toe. And they signed him again, and he signed the contract really quickly this offseason, which surprised me because I don't know that he ever was going to have a chance here. Uh, yeah. Also, more room for Patterson, right? What do you What do you like about this running back room? Oh, man, I'm telling you. So I literally said it right when we got him. Jay, I'm talking about referring to Patterson. Um, yeah. Right when we got him, I, I saw something. Mean, you can't overlook his like eight touchdown game with Buffalo. Like no matter what D level you're in, no matter what division you're in, one, two, three, whatever, eight touchdowns is ridiculous. Um, and then I saw him in training camp and I was like, this guy is fast. And I actually, it was actually crazy because I actually I went, I recorded a video and then uploaded it on our page and he actually liked it and retweeted it. But like, you could just see the speed. You could see that he, I think that in my opinion, he is a speedy Peyton Barber. He has the size, he's compact. He kind of reminds me of, uh, of a lesser version of, of, of MJD. Um, and so like, I think that he'll make it. I'm going to be honest. I, that's my that would be like my dark horse of I've been speaking it and before everyone saw him on the, during the Patriots I was like this guy right here I always had my little dark horse of the undrafted because I when we picked up my, my, my uh, what's his name my, 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 is it Martez Carter 
I know it's M card. I forget how, I'm sorry that yeah. I butchered his name, but I, I actually liked him a lot and they called him a lightning bolt in a bottle. Um, he unfortunately didn't make it. Um, but I like to look at these undrafted guys and I think that he has a good chance to run behind this line and, and push some people out because Lamar Miller, that was a filler. Um, I'm not a big fan of Peyton Barber, especially if we can get uh, Patterson who has speed and strength and size. Um, I think he just pushes him off. I'm just, I think that our, our, our offense runs off of speed, speed alone. Um, and I think that adding speed with weight, that, that goes a long way. And I think that, I think it'll be Gibson. I think it'll be McKissick. If you want to throw in Barber, that's cool. And then I, w- I would say we either run three or four running backs, depending on how many we do. But I think that Patterson could push Bar. If we run three running backs, I could see Patterson pushing uh, Barber off. But I like Patterson a lot. Yeah, we talked to Jalen Morgan last Friday from the Bleeding BNG. And he grew up with Patterson, or I guess his brother was good friends with him. And he said something I thought was interesting. You know, the, the, two, the number one and number two, running backs we have really are receivers that they've turned into running backs and they're really good at that you know there's no doubt about that but to kind of your point Patterson is a running back I think I think Jalen compared him to a fire hydrant (laughs) and and so and I'm with you I think he does end up being RB3 simply because the new practice squad rules will allow a guy um, like Barber to be on the practice squad and I don't think teams are going to stand in line to take Barber, whereas right. I'm not so sure that Patterson clears waivers. For sure. For sure. All right. Maybe the biggest thing running around Washington football team Twitter right now is the wide receiver room. Uh, Curtis Samuels is back off the pup this week. Uh, they have compared him to Deshaun Jackson. People forget that he had he ran a 4 3 1. Yep. At the combine, Deshaun ran a four three five, and I know they were big nitpicking little tiny numbers there. Bottom line is that dude is fast, and so fast. are the rest yeah. of them. Um, and they're moving them all around the field. I love the fact that they're starting to get seventeen into the slot a little bit more and finding out ways to get him favorable matchups. Tell me about the receiver room. Let's assume for today's exercise they'll keep six. Okay, so six. I got Terry. Obviously, um, Dimey Brown, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys. And then my last two, you know, I was going to say that Kelvin Harmon was going to make it over AGG, but they just cut him. Um, Because I think that AGG just, again, that's another raw prospect. And I think they just see something in him because he's so raw. But he, to me, this year, he has looked horrific. Um, I actually just, I, before, right before we got on, I literally just saw, uh, they were in training, they were in practice and he like, literally like just ran over, uh, um, William Jackson and he just been dropping balls left and right. And it's like, man, what happened? Um, but I think that my dark horse for, again, for wide receivers is, uh, Deandre Carter. I think that guy is going to be a spark. I think that he, you can play him at running back. You can play him a kick return, punt return, slot outside that guy. And then you could see it because I went to the Friday Night Lights practice and you could just see, even though it's practice, the the separation that he can create. He might not get that many yards, but once you get that separation, that quick nose, quick move, man, um, like I told you, I think that this speed kills. This offense is going to run off straight speed. Um, And then I guess they kept AGG around for maybe like the jump balls or maybe, you know, whatever. But um, I think it'll be AG. I don't see Cam Sims is a hard one because he 
He always looks good during preseason. He always looks good oh, during Cam, training Cam's camp. making the roster, I can guarantee that. Oh, no, but see, that, and that's the thing. It's like that's where I'm tough because I'm not saying that he's not good. I've seen his tape. The problem is the injury history. Do we want to keep somebody on that, that that cannot stay healthy? And number two, he has been a camp and preseason god for the past, what, two to three years and then somehow just can't make the roster. Is that because of his play or is that because we just had too many receivers in the rooms where, you know, he was kind of like the odd man out. So um, to me, it's like a wait and see. I hope he makes a roster, but it's a wait and see. For me. Are you talking about Cam Sims or Steven Sims Jr.? Oh, no, Cam Sims. I don't think the Steven Sims is going to make the roster, in my yeah. opinion. That's just me. I think DeAndre Carter replaces Steven Sims. I'm with you. Uh, and that, that DeAndre Carter uh, take is, is not a hot one anymore because I hear oh, yeah. people talking about it all the time. Uh, because to your point, they need a, um, a punt return. They just do. Yeah. Uh, sure. It's interesting. We'll see. They gave Isaiah Wright the first crack at it in that preseason game. Not that that means anything, but I do right. think it's interesting. And to your Kelvin Harmon point, I, I initially thought he would make it. I think it's just Ron's kind of told us and shown us over the last year, like what he's into and his guys are part of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. If those two are anywhere near close, you can see they obviously went, the AGG route. What I do think we all need to focus on, though, is it's class. It's a classy move by the organization to let these guys go early in the like right. this very first wave, so that they have right. a real opportunity to check on, you know, catch on somewhere. So that hasn't been noted nearly enough, but it's not something the previous administration did. They would have sure. held them until they absolutely had to. So right. really classy move by the organization. Sure. I think they'll keep three tight ends, Steve. I think that Sammy Reyes is that third man. What's say? Yep. Yep. 100%. I agree. Right when I saw him, I was watching actually a lot of documentary videos because I think they made a documentary of him going through the process of the International League um, and, the, and the training process. And you could just see, in my opinion, of course, again, raw, but you could see his drive. And you could, to me, characteristic and, and determination is huge, in my opinion. And if he, he wants it bad, like he really wants to be like, it's not one of those guys that's like, oh yeah, I'm just here, you know, whatever to collect a paycheck. No, he wants it and he wants it bad. And even today they said that he was the last person or it might've been yesterday um, that he was the last person off the, off the practice field going through drills again and again and again. And you could see during the a new England game, his blocking technique is really good. Yes. Uh, the other thing I'm curious about, and I'm totally with you, I think that, that to me, that tight end room is the easiest one. You slide Bucky yep. Seals Jones to the practice squad. I don't see him yep. getting stolen, even if he does. You know, you're really just talking about the third tight end. And I think what right. we saw is Bates has definitely been inserted yep. as tight end, too. For so sure. That seems easy. The other one, uh, the last one on the offense that I think about as far as, you know, what's going to happen is that left guard spot. It, it would appear that today Flowers got most all the first team reps. I really thought Schweitzer played well last year and figured it was his job to lose. He did take the first reps in the preseason game. Does it matter? No. I think that – and I think Ron had, had hit the nail on the head. They just want to see different situations. Um, I think that Schweitzer is a very good player. I think that he – I think – but I, at the same time, I don't think they traded for Eric Flowers for not – you know, for no reason. Um, I think they wanted to bring him back. I think that he is a solid left tackle. I think I think it's like literally just like pick your poison. It's like which one do you? I think they're about the same type of player in my opinion. Um, all they're on the same skill level. Um, but I just I like Eric, I've liked Eric Flowers since he left. Um, I think yeah. that he you know rejuvenated his career, and I'm glad we brought him back. 
Um, a little bit more pricier. Um, but I think that Eric Flower starts. I think the West can literally move throughout the, throughout the entire line. And that was a big thing that Ron preaches. It's like versatility. He can play on the right-hand side. He can play on the left-hand side. And that goes Position to – flex. Right, for sure. And it's like as long as you can play wherever, it doesn't matter who starts and who doesn't. Like we can give you different looks every single time. And I think that's what I love about Ron. It's like he's not set in stone like, okay, this guy is our starter. This, no, like he will play different people everywhere just so, you know, we you get different looks every time. I agree. If Cosme starts day one? Yes, 100%. Yes, me too. Interesting thing about that, last little thing about the line, it, Cosme has like upper tier potential in my opinion, but it's interesting. The rest of them are all like pretty good players. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's a lot of, yep. there's a ton of depth on the line. There's no real yep. sizzle, if you will. Um, yeah. And I'm sure they'll work to fix that at some point, but um, should be good enough for what they want to do this year. Uh, sure. I've been on the record for a while, for a month now, saying St. Juice would be outside. It looks like he's taking all the reps out there, which moves Fuller back into the to the slot, really where he belongs. The quarterback, the quarterbacks actually had the opportunity to be really good if William Jackson is as good as he was with the Bengals. Uh, I think that's all set. I think more we got to worry about what the safeties are. What do you think about the safety room and where they're headed? Well, you know what's crazy is that, again, me and Josh were just talking about it, is during the preseason game and in Saturday Night Lights, you can see them switching roles. So I don't think that they have Curl as free and, 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 and Landon as strong. I think it's like literally interchangeable because they can play both. And the fact that uh, – uh, Landon is lighter. I think that they trust him now back there and he can actually cover and move, move better and move faster. Um, because even with the giants, I think, I believe they still had him in coverage at regard. I mean, yes, he's a box safety, but they still had him in coverage and he was still getting interceptions. His breakout say, I think it was his sophomore season, his breakout season. He had, I think like three or four, you know, picks, you don't, yeah. you don't get three or four picks out, out of a box safety. You're literally doing for run support, but I again, versatility i love it because you you never know who's going to come down you never know who's going to come back and i love that i would assume that they play two linebackers most of the time instead of three what does bostic make the team you know i, I actually so i'm not a hater of bostic i'm not going to say i love him um and i and i again i i this me and my co-host will talked about this the entire time and i think that people fail to realize that Bostic was the only person on our team with over 100 tackles. That doesn't happen by mistake. That's, that's, making, that's him making plays. Um, can he cover? No. But when you're running, again, you have three linebackers. You have a will, a strong, and a middle. Don't, don't, just don't put him in coverage. I mean, it's that simple in my opinion. Put him on the run side where the, you know, where the tight end is and have him literally go downfield. Um, does he miss tackles? Does he make mistakes? 100%, yes. But I think that he makes the team. I think those are the three starters. I think Jamin. Uh, Cole Holcomb and Bostic are the three starters no matter what. I think he's a good guy. I think he makes tackles. He makes plays. Does it surprise you they are uh, they are out in force this week saying that is the new long snapper that is the, uh, the reason why Hopkins didn't make field goals? Now, there may be some – there may be something to that. I understand the cheese man is new. And really, uh, Trustway did say, and I take him for his word on this, that they really didn't – they underestimated how long he, Hopkins, and Sunberg had been together. I mean, right. they had been together through multiple 
coaching changes now. Right. Uh, so maybe there is something to that. But Dustin, Dustin Hopkins hasn't been a world beater since he's been here. And Rivera continues to yell at everybody that, you know, competition, competition, competition. It just gave him the job. I mean, does this surprise you at all or it doesn't really concern you too much? I, I wouldn't say it it honestly makes me angry because like I have been a <laughs> I have literally been like a Dustin Hopkins hater forever. Like he's lost us plenty of games where it came down to a field goal and he just shanked it. I mean, he's 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 missed multiple extra points. Now I'm not expecting you to go like 40 for 40 or something like that. I get it. You know, it it you you miss, you're not perfect. And I'm not saying it's the easiest job because I've talked to a bunch of kickers and they're like, look, when you when that press is on the line. You know, it's extremely hard to get the hold, the snap, the hold, and the kick down. I get it. Cool. But this guy, I think that I like, – you even look at um, New England's rookie kicker. I looked at him, and I was like, man, I'd rather have this guy than, than, than Dustin Hopkins. <laughs> but, like, you know, yes. I, just, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's longevity. I don't know if it's his personality. Like, I don't – and then someone tried to say that he was having some personal things going on. Like I think his brother or something was going through a COVID related issues. And I understand all of that, but again, this isn't something that's new. Like Dustin Hopkins has been missing field goals for a very long time with the Washington football team. And it's, it, it's still prevalent to this day. Like right when he missed that first field goal, I was like in the preseason game, I was like, Oh, here we go. Like <laughs> football's back. Yeah, Dustin right. Hopkins so, is missing field goals. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. And I, I, I trust Ron with every move that he makes. But this one, it just has me questioning, like, what are you doing? Like, at least bring, like you said, competition. Bring somebody in. There's somebody out there. Bring somebody in. Totally agree. Completely agree. All right, let's wrap with this. I always ask everybody when they're on, what to you makes for a good football season? Oh, man. Um, growth. Um, no, no matter what growth, I, I don't care if we win one more game. Now, granted, do I want that? No, but, um, I think that growth, continuous growth, um, granted we bring, we brought in new guys, but growth from each ind individual player and then the team as well. We made the, we, we got blessed last year by winning the NFC East because it was such a garbage. Um, I think the giants are going to come back stronger. I think that I, I think that the Cowboys are going to come back stronger. Um, I think that the Eagles are going to do better than they did last year, but me, my personal opinion, I think they're going to be bottom of the division. I still think that we win the NFC East, but we have competition now. The Giants have have unleashed, like they have, they they got Ken, Kenny Galladay, they got you know, and Dak's coming back, so and they've added a whole bunch of people too. So, um, just growth, continuing to beat the teams we're supposed to beat. Like I hate the Giants now. I'm starting to hate the Giants almost as much as I hate the Cowboys, just because they, Daniel Jones is undefeated against us, and I know that he is not that great of a quarterback. Um, so I, growth, growth is my big. I mean, you could go on and on, but growth, yeah, growth. Throw us a quick record prediction. Say that one more time. Throw us a quick record prediction. Uh, okay, 17 games. So I can't do 16 games anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to. I, I want to say, at minimum, I think. I think that our our ceiling is 12 to 13 games. I think it's possible, as if everything goes to plan. Um, that's a perfect world. I think that um, our floor. I and this is, might be just me being a fan biased. Um, I just think that people sleep on us, and I think that we are capable of winning 10 games. I don't think that – I think that 10 games is our floor. I think that it's possible. 
Now, again, going back to our schedule, I think they ranked us. And again, we have one of the hardest schedules in the, in the NFL. I don't know how we continue to do that each and every year, no matter how good or bad we do. Um, but um, I think that it, 10 games is 100% possible for sure. Steve, this was a whole lot of fun. Tell the folks at home where to find you guys. And I know you got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. Tell us about it. Yes, sir. So you can follow us on Instagram at, uh, at Let's Talk Wash, Twitter at Let's Talk Wash, Facebook, Let's Talk Washington, YouTube. Uh, we're just getting that started. So we're going to start uploading videos there at uh, Let's Talk Washington. Where we got um, our premiere coming up tomorrow night. Uh, tune in live every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a great time. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much because we got stuff to cover, but every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. we will be live, me and my co-host Will. Let's talk Washington. Excited about it, buddy. I appreciate you coming on yes. today. Thank you, Doug. I really do appreciate that, brother. Have a good one. All right, man. You too.